Right. Hi, everyone. So we're back again with the podcasts. Um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about the dark past of Great Yarmouth in Norfolk. Um, most of you on the group are probably already aware of Yarmouth and Norfolk. But um, yeah, we're going to get into some grisly past events and a few stories. So grab a cuppa or a coffee and get cosy. <laughs> I already am. <laughs> yeah, I've already got my coffee. I'm sorted. I've got tea. <laughs> oh, we've got a cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, how are you doing anyway, Julie? Are you all all right? Yeah, I'm good. Just finished my superstitions. Um, Lovely. So that, was fun. that was fun today. Oh, good. I haven't had a chance to catch up on them yet, but I'm going to have a read later because yeah. there's so many. They're so interesting. Yeah, I I had to go and get a new book from the library because I'd run out in the one the book that I had. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get a new book. Some new material. What yeah. was your favourite, or not your favourite one, but what one did you find like the most sort of fascinating today, if you can remember them? Today, the twins yeah. one um, about twins. Oh, right. Uh, Apparently, um, twins were seen as a bad sign in pagan times, and sometimes the, the babies and their mum would be murdered. Oh. Because they were just, they were seen as too close to the spirit world. Oh, wow. So, I suppose, yeah, I suppose it was too strange for them to sort of make sense of, so they saw yeah. it as, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Def- apparently, um, twins could be seen as a sign of infidelity. Because men could only have one baby at a time, or father one baby at a time. So yeah. if she had twins, she'd been cheating on you. So then I suppose, yeah, that's yeah, mind boggling. Well, it sounds well, mind boggling to us now, but it well, obviously no. weren't back then. But, but it was always wow. the women that were doing something naughty, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's sort of yeah, and that's definitely a running theme throughout our first sort of topic on Yarmouth uh, as well. Definitely, yeah. Yes. Oh. Well, I never realised that about twins. Yeah, I never heard that either. Obviously, you sort of always fascinated when you sort of see identical twins, especially. But yeah, I never realised there was sort of those bad omens attached as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I suppose if you couldn't explain it in pagan times and old times, then it was seen as evil or mysterious yeah. or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Uh, Right, well, if you're ready, we'll get yeah. into the uh, witchcraft trials, if you like. Yeah, okay, dokie. Yeah. Put the glasses so, on so I can see. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start, me and Judy are going to start off with um, the witchcraft trials that took place in Great Yarmouth during 1645. Um, and obviously the fear of witchcraft and sorcery was very real, sort of all around England and other places at that time. But um, there was a hysteria that definitely raged throughout East Anglia and uh, Great Yarmouth Town Assembly invited the, well, I don't even really want to call him a man because he's definitely not a a nice man or any sort of definition of a... Yeah. Yeah, but so they invited the witch finder Matthew Hopkins and John Stern, or Stern, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce his last name, to seek out any witches or sorcery present within the borough. And, um, yeah, there was a, quite a few souls that met an unfortunate end through his actions. 
Hmm. So, yeah. There was, yeah. Um, 15 people put on trial mm-hmm. um, at the Yarmouth Assembly. But for the whole of Norfolk, about 50 people were put on trial. So It's a large it, number, yeah. Yeah. Barry so, St Edmunds. Sorry, go on, Judy. No, it's all right. But so he was... I don't know, playing into some hysteria that was going around at the time. Mm, definitely. Because mm. Bury St Edmunds, I think they had the largest witch trial um, in Norfolk, didn't they, that was held there. Um, but, yeah, there was definitely, I think we were sort of, we mentioned it earlier off, off camera as well, that it was so easy for neighbours and other people to accuse um people for being witches or wizards as well, just through really no evidence or no real accusation just because they held a grudge or over things really silly. So yeah. I think... Yeah, but I said to you, if if I lived 400 years ago, I probably would have been arrested as a witch. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I'm probably a bit too outspoken and I've got familiars, as they would call them, as I yeah, call them, no, my cats. <laughs> <laughs> no, but women were targeted, definitely. And I think especially if, like, you weren't sort of considered the social norm of mm. if you were single, if you were elderly, especially if you were like, not well off and you were quite mm. poor, then you'd definitely be a target. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, men, I think, were targeted too, but not often as women. Um but I've got a few of the names, so I've got mm-hmm. of the accused, and there was a man called Marcus Prine, who was, um, or Prine, obviously, excuse my, if I get any names wrong, apologies, I'll just put it out there now. But um, he was accused of bewitching a man to sicken and waste away. Yeah. He was followed by two women who were both accused of feeding and entertaining evil spirits. However, all three were found not guilty. But... Um, yeah, I think, but then I suppose at that time when you sort of can't make sense out of illness and out of um, bad luck happening, yeah, it was easy, I suppose, for them to blame it. Well, to blame it on witchcraft or. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a way of taking the responsibility away from yourself. Um, yeah. You know, oh, it can't be my fault. My husband's ill. It must be old Doris it's, next door. Yeah, um, she, she looked at me a funny him. way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think um, a lot of it stems back to the church because they were very mm-hmm. Puritan in those days and they didn't believe in anything. I mean, no. Puritans even stopped Christmas celebrations because um, that was classed as fun um well so you yeah um so it's all that sort of yeah like they didn't want to entertain any sort of spirituality or anything sort of that would indicate those things as well oh yeah yeah right so yeah i found um there was a link as well um between the Salem, well, I say a link, there's more than a few links, but um, so there was a a family from Yarmouth that uh, actually ended up 
moving over to America and their daughters, which was three sisters, they were all um, accused of witchcraft. And I thought that was um, strange because Mm. I was just checking the dates to see if, because they left quite before the uh, trials took place in England. Um, When did they leave? So it was the the town family. Mm. Where does it say? Yeah, so, um, yeah, they left England uh, to immigrate to America aboard the Rose of Yarmouth with 30 other two people from Yarmouth. And um, that was in 1640. Oh, so, so that was five years before the witch trials over here. Then. Yeah, because, yeah, when I read that, I thought, um, like, I wondered if maybe they'd emigrated in case they were accused of um witchcraft while they were in England but no, I couldn't right. find yeah anything no I don't think so I think it was just no. their dad had you know wanted to start I mean they had quite a few children didn't they the towns yeah they did um they did yeah um it does yeah I haven't got how many children they had exactly I've just got I the think three it was sisters about six right um, okay um, but obviously, um, Rebecca Nurse, who was one of the first ones in Salem to be arrested, mm. um, she was a town, but mm-hmm. they described her as an elderly lady, which she probably would have been. Mm. If they left in um, 1640, the Salem witch trials were in 1692, so she would have been mm-hmm. 50 plus, wouldn't she? Yeah. Um, which in Yeah, because she was... made quite a life over there I mean she was um I think she was like part of the church wasn't she yeah and it was quite unusual sorry go on no it's fine um she just um she was a a grandmother I think so she'd obviously been married for a while so Mm mm-hmm and had it yeah Oh, it says she was accused by Mary Walcott, Mary, uh, Mercy Lewis, sorry, and Elizabeth Hubbard, as well as by Anne, Put- Anne Putman, yeah. um, Senior. And they uh, cried out during the proceedings to accuse Nurse of trying to get her to, to tempt God and die. When she held her head to one side, those claiming afflictions moved their heads to the side as well, and they remained in that, pos- in that posture. Um, Rebecca Nurse was then indicted for witchcraft, but obviously she she protested her innocence because she wasn't mm. innocent. And um, that's a I great think... example of children should be seen and not heard. <laughs> <laughs> the Salem witch well, trials. Like, yeah, but then obviously, yeah, I mean, those accusations led to Rebecca Nurse being executed. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and. I think, like, we we were speaking earlier, I mean, there was even, like you said, um, uh, somebody apologised, didn't they, for yeah. it? Yeah, so, uh, so, a few years later, they stood yeah. up and said, you know, they apologised publicly for all they'd put everybody through. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just a group of girls. We all know what teenagers are like at the best of times. But, um, <laughs> you know, there was... A lot yeah. of conflict over land and 
um, what church you went to and what you believed in and all that sort of stuff. So I think it was just an accumulation of jealousy, mm-hmm. um, probably the children overhearing the adults talking and because yeah. they didn't have much to do. Um, they decided into, that yeah. everyone was witch, witches and unfortunately it snowballed and lots of people ended up dying. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the people accused was pressed to death. Um, oh. Yeah, they they just added loads of stones on top of his chest. Oh. But he wouldn't admit that he was a witch, so they did that for nothing, really. Well, yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing. I think a lot of their technique or their torture methods, oh. even, if, even if you didn't admit to it, you'd die from the obviously from how they treated you but then if you did admit to it you'd be executed anyway so either way you're going to die and the testing methods as well they resulted in death so but they um i mean with matthew hopkins and and all the people that worked for him they would keep people awake for days at a time Mm -hmm. um and i mean you know yourself if you're tired oh yeah it's yeah. just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's the same as, like, barbaric. you can sort of, no, definitely. And you can mm. compare it to, like, um, like terrorists how, like, mm. and police, like, in extreme cases, when they've obviously interrogated people, they mm. are methods used, or when, they've, when people have been coerced into basically giving confessions, mm. they are methods used because... You end up saying anything just to get out of that situation or because of the effects of the obviously no sleep, hunger mm. and yeah, it plays massive tricks on your head. And I think to be put in that position anyway, you're sort of going to be vulnerable no, and on guard no matter mm. whether you're sleep deprived or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, you will literally, um, I mean, I you'd probably just get to a point where you're just agreeing with everything they say just so you can go home or um, just have five minutes sit down and a bit of peace. Yeah, Um, exactly. And um, I don't know, um, some of the witches from Yarmouth were, you know, said to admit that they did all sorts of stuff, just probably just so that they could be left alone. Oh, definitely. Um, but, there was uh, a lady called Elizabeth Bradwell, weren't there? Yeah. And uh, she was accused not only of sorcery and witchcraft, but specific offences that she diabolically and fen- or feloniously used and practised and exercised against John Moulton, which is the infant mm-hmm. son of Henry Moulton. Yeah. And it's said that the child in the greatest peril suffered and died. Um, yeah. The... Bradwell apparently co- confessed to she'd made a doll that represents, I suppose you'd say voodoo, but I'm not, that wasn't yeah. the word used, but I'd say yeah. voodoo doll of the child. And she'd buried it in St. Nicholas Churchyard and burned it, or she'd done something to the doll, and that apparently had caused the, um, the child to die. But yeah. like you said, she was basically like abused and tortured to get the confession out of and like you said if if you're literally she was an elderly lady as well I think she was um like quite old I think she was older than the other ladies 
Um, but yeah, she was tortured and obviously subsequently she was actually executed and hung for it because yeah. she confessed. But yeah, I do think a lot of them were forced confessions. Yeah. I mean, she she said that she made wax models of people, which I suppose... Oh, that's it. Like... Um, to represent people and she would stick pins in them and things like that. Right. I, mean, um, I don't know. I think it the, the way that Matthew Hopkins and his lot worked, they mm-hmm. would, I mean, bearing in mind, these are women of a certain time when, you know, no one saw you naked apart from yeah. your husband and they would strip them off completely naked. Um, and bearing in mind, it was probably freezing as well. Um, mm. And they were looking for witches' marks, like teats that the devil would suck on, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, but, but they they would just be normal normal abnormalities, though, wouldn't they? Mm. So like if like a mole or a little growth yeah. or things like that, and yeah. they would pinpoint and pick on them, like you said, yeah. to say they were was it imp marks or something like that yeah well they were um they were supposed to be where the devil they were teats so the devil could feed or the familiars would feed off of these teats but then i mean how many older people do you know that have got skin tags yeah um or like you say a mole or a wart or something like that and it would be um, they were supposed to prick them, and if they didn't feel any pain, that meant that they were witches' marks. But one of the tricks that they did, they had like um, a pin on a shaft, mm. and they would prick the witch marks. But then mm-hmm. the, the um, pin would go up into the shaft, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't hurt them anyway because the yeah. pin had gone up into the shaft of the tool. Yeah. So it's literally, it's not even a genuine technique. It's no. a technique, yeah. And it's the same mm. with, like you said, when they strip them naked. It's mm. at that at that moment that would have been so degrading and shameful for them because, like you said, like your body and everything was covered up. I mean, yeah. so yeah, it's not nice at all. And, and you know, and probably. The only person who's ever seen you naked is your husband, and then you've got a, a room full of people, male and female, stripping mm-hmm. off your clothes, and mm-hmm. then literally searching every part of your body, like all the little intimate areas as well. Yeah, and it must have been absolutely horrifying for them. Definitely. So I mean. But if you've been put through that, you'd admit to anything, really, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Of course you would. As mentally and physically, it gets like it's getting into you as well. Because oh. yeah, even like you said, you know, once you've sort of had those eyes laid on on you while you are naked, you're almost oh. going to feel like you're not even worthy of being a person because of the standards that were sort of kept at that time anyway. So, yeah, I, th- yeah, I think as much as we sort of say oh, at that time, that was what they believed. And obviously it was what they believed, but you sort of don't give them enough credit for how how manipulative and how clever it is to sort of, like, target women and or people, class, women, like, you know, but just specific people and execute them for that. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, everybody, I mean, even now we've got, 
as we've seen today, we've still got superstitions that we believe in and things like that. But mm-hmm. back then, they had a mm-hmm. lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if their, I don't know, if their sheep died, it was, you know, it's not because it was there, well, it was because it was a punishment from God or, yeah, uh, you know, so everything had it had to have a meaning attached to it. Had to have a reason, yeah. Yeah. Or do you think it's like what you said, though, is that it's a heavy influence of religion and church, Mm. they? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, Mm. it was all, you know, the Puritan era. Mm -hmm. Um, They took the fun out of everything, really. Yeah. Um, You know, they didn't like smiling or enjoying yourself or, you know, you had to go to church. If you didn't go to church, you got fined. It's just um, sort of, I suppose, living for God. Your life well, is yeah. owed to God, yeah, and to yeah. the church. So you, you know, if you were someone who didn't go to church or you only mm. went once a month or something like that, you would be frowned upon. So if you was the old lady at the edge of the village who didn't go to church very often, it would be, you know, talked yeah. about and you'd be There's seen as, wrong. yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, that weird woman who lives, at, you know, down the road from us she never goes to church she mm. must be up to something um so yeah a lot of uh, it's not naivety because they didn't know any better but you know I'm... no no definitely not the people but i think oh, not as in like the people that are accused or things like that but um obviously like the the witch finders and the people that sort of have had the power and the authority um oh. I think it's not not naive for people to believe that because, like you said, obviously when you can't make when they wasn't able to make sense of things, that was oh. this, they was told that not told, but you, they were fed it by church, by religion, yeah. by powerful figures. Basically, well, this happens because of this. If you don't do this, this will happen. But yeah, no, you can't. I don't blame like the people or think the people are naive. I just think um, it just shows you more like sort of how those people in power at that time um sort of yeah they had the idea they thought that was what was i don't know just sort of made it worse yeah yeah i think if you're worried i mean even now if you're worried about something and someone keeps Mm -hmm. going on about it and picking at it and Mm -hmm. you know it starts to then like get out of all proportion in your mind Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're constantly worrying about it. You're constantly thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in those days when we they didn't have any distractions, I mean, we can go and read a book now or watch a bit of telly or whatever. Yeah. They didn't, you know, probably most of them couldn't even read. Yeah. So any information that they did get was from um, the vicars in the, the pulpits and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they were... You know, if you had a particularly nasty vicar who had mm. it in for somebody, then you were just going to all end up believing that, you know, someone was oh, a witch yeah, or whatever. No, definitely, because obviously you're going to go by the word of who you trust. And, well, yeah. Of, and, yeah, no, definitely. I 100% agree with that, Judy. And then, you know, uh, uh, probably up until, say, 150 years ago, mm. a vicar was someone who was trusted who was mm-hmm. to be believed um and so you wouldn't even question what they said you yeah know, it would be um you know without 
even thinking, you'd go, oh, he, well, if if the vicar said it, it must be true. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and you obviously, you think that, well, you would just always believe that they're coming from a good place with good intentions mm. as well, because, yeah, no, I do, yeah, I do get what you mean, definitely. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've, it is quite sad that 15 mm. people in Yarmouth had to be arrested. I mean, we obviously, this this far away from the events, we don't actually know you know, why they were arrested and things like that, and if any of it was true. Yeah. But um, 15 people were put on trial, mm-hmm. but luckily um, 10 of them were acquitted. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just makes me worried for the, the other five who, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. their faces didn't fit or, yeah. you know, it's... But... Um, one of the ones that got arrested in 1645, Mary mm-hmm. Vervey, she was arrested again two years later for the same thing. Um, so, but she was acquitted again. But it makes you wonder if she just managed to upset everybody in the village or. Yeah. Like if know, there was a vendetta out. Yeah, what she'd done. Um, but luckily she was acquitted. But for those poor five that weren't, um, well, you know, they ended up being hung. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's the sad case of it. And yeah, yeah I think a lot of them were obviously um, tortured and mm-hmm. um, punished in the town centre or, well, it would have been the marketplace. Um, yeah. yeah. So I reckon as if five executed, but like you said, 15 definitely probably would have been punished. Mm-hmm. and publicly shamed um yeah. but i've the witches sort of execution point as well that's always a, such a hard pinpoint to locate where it is in yarmouth because obviously they say that the gallows were um on the boundary between yarmouth and caster mm-hmm. but i think that was more of the later ones because there seems to be other loca- like like I think there was another loca- location that was mentioned, which was meant to be White Whitegate Farm, which was in Yarmouth, which I think was oh, also yeah. near Caister. But um, oh, okay. I haven't been able to find like an exact location. That seems to be a bit of a mystery. No, I could. And um, another thing I didn't find out is where they were held before they went to trial. Because, yeah, because they weren't um, held in the toll house. I don't think were they. No. I don't think so, no. but they because they only had court sessions twice a year because obviously the judges travelled round, yeah, to, round the country, so they could have been arrested. I don't know. They they were um, put up at the Yarmouth Assembly in September, but they mm. could have been as, uh, arrested five four or five months before that, yeah, and but held they until they could go to trial. But I couldn't find any mention of where they were held in the meantime no Hmm. unless they went to Norwich Castle maybe but then you'd think there'd be because there is there is records obviously on the archives and stuff but um yeah there's not records that sort of any sort of prisoner transcripts of um being held in any uh assizes and things or the Hmm. or the trials so yeah yeah. Hmm. unless they went well um, yeah, the castle would have been the ne- Norwich Castle would have been the nearest like proper prison, wouldn't it? Yeah, 
or Be- yeah, or I'm not sh- yeah, or Bury St Edmunds. Well, yeah, could have been. But, yeah, um, I, I did look, but I just couldn't find it. Um, no. But I'm thinking that um, when it said in the town centre, I was thinking possibly mm-hmm. where the, like you say, where the marketplace is now. Yeah. Because that's yeah. pretty much the centre of town, isn't it? Exactly. And I thought that, and normally, like, I don't know, when you read up King's Lynn, like, all the sort of surrounding areas... All their um, punishments and executions, they were all held in their marketplaces as well, weren't they? Mm, yeah. But, because yeah. I know you went for a walk around St Nicholas the other day as well. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as you go into the entrance, mm-hmm. um, oh, so you're walking in and then to the left side of you, there's a post that's just sticking out of the, um, <laughs> like the grass. Because I'd, yeah. I'd posted about it before on the group, asking if anybody knew what it was, and I looked on Heritage, but I couldn't find anything. It's but an I old wonder... flagpole. Is it a flagpole? Yeah. Oh, I, it's um, really thick. Because um, when we went through there the other day, I had my local tour guide with me. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I said to him, um, is that a whipping post? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought it was, Julie. But it, apparently, it was a it was a flagpole, um, oh. and it when it snapped, it had been in there for so long that they probably couldn't get the rest of it out, so they just left it there. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well that that's cleared that up then. <laughs> oh yeah. no, but that, yeah, I had the same thought of you because it looks strange how it's just um like sort of hanging out there but no maybe yeah. it's just our minds that go to the sinister yeah. side of it <laughs> yeah that's probably more like it it's like <laughs> yeah. twisted, twisted mind sees um a whipping post rather than a flagpole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly yeah. oh well yeah. at least that was at least we ended obviously the um the, the witchcraft trials then on a bit of a funnier note then uh, yeah oh yeah. Yeah, but, I wanted it to be a whipping post as well. Yeah, like, same. Yeah, oh, oh, well. Yeah, we'll have to find some different ones in Yarmouth. Yeah. I pro- <laughs> so probably, what do you want to talk about next? Um, well, keeping with St Nicholas, as we yep. were just talking about it, the body snatchers. Yes. Um, things like this absolutely fascinate me. Why anyone would want to dig up a dead body is beyond me, but... <laughs> <laughs> money, money, money. Any, yeah, if you haven't got any sense of smell, you might be all right. <laughs> Peg on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Did they have or pigs at, in them days? No, I don't know. Or, <laughs> saying that, when I said that, I had the um, image of the plague doctor mask come oh. up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> stick some flowers, stick your wild flowers yeah. in there. You'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah, but can you imagine if you'd been buried alive, which they did oh. do a lot in those days, and you're not you're, you're panicking because you're you're in a coffin, and then all of a well, sudden they someone used to have the over. bell, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you, you, no one's giving you a bell, and then all of a sudden there's some <laughs> bloke <laughs> where he's head in your coffin trying to nick your clothes. And your body. Literally, when you hear them start digging you out there, you'd be like that. Thank God for that. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, you're not even dead, so we can't sell you. And then they'd just walk in off you and go. You. 
quick put the earth back on top of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a few more hours, that'll be done. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back later. And you've suffocated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean, um, I did, obviously not from not being around here, I didn't know that, you know, body snatching happened here as well. But mm. uh, probably the, the most famous ones that I know of were Burke and Hare in Scotland. Yeah. But then... Yeah, they, no, they are... They started cool. murdering people rather than digging people up. Yeah, they took them into the lodgings, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, take them into I mean, the lodgings. Cut out the middleman. Just <laughs> well, when I, obviously I'm surprised that the um, surgeon didn't start questioning how <laughs> like how many bodies they were coming across. I think he was just glad to have the bodies to cut up. To be honest. Yeah, probably something to work on and practice on, but oh, made a yeah. successful run of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, um, doing the research for this was reading about that Thomas Vaughan, who's got the blue plaque on St Nicholas Gates. Yeah, and he was actually the surgeon's son, weren't he? No, the surgeon was the vicar. The surgeon. The surgeon, Dr. As uh, no, Sir Astley Cooper, was the vicar's yeah. son. Yeah, who was so, taking the bodies. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. I said, yeah, you said um, Tom Vaughan, in, didn't you? Yeah, Thomas Vaughan. But um, yeah. apparently he moved here from London just to do the body snatching. Oh. So he, so he took he it cleared as an out all the ones in London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then came down to Yarmouth. <laughs> Yeah. I'll start there. Yeah, he he probably know too many of them in London, so he's like, um, I better go somewhere where I don't know people. Yeah, go somewhere undetected. Well, he started yeah. around Christmas time, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was Christmas time around 1827, and um, I think he'd, he hit St Nicholas Churchyard and had dug up quite a few bodies. Um, when they hit stole, um he had two accomplices as well, William and Robert Baker from Beckles. Yeah. So, um, they stole 10 bodies in 19 days. It's <laughs> a lot, though. <laughs> yeah. But um, we went down to see, because um, Thomas Vaughan lived in row six in Yarmouth. And yeah, we went which that's now called the bodies or um, the body snatchers row, isn't it? Yeah. But it's so narrow. Yeah. <laughs> trying to work out how we got a body down there. Well, I, I don't, I might be wrong. I might be getting a bit ahead of myself. Um, but yeah, so you might be able to dissect it. But I'm pretty sure I read that he didn't, he used to put them in like the wheelbarrow car and they would literally mm. just go straight through the rows and go straight to the docks. I really, oh no, oh, well, you may be right, but I read it that they used to take him to row six and put uh, them in yes. crates. Oh, put them in crates. Yeah, um, with um, glass, handle with care printed on the side of them. Yeah. And then they would take them up to London. Oh. But you may be right. I don't well, know. Well, no, but even if you think about it, I think if they would have transported the bodies 
down through the road or down to row six because that's um, literally opposite the graveyard, isn't it? And then package the bodies and then probably then gone direct from the row to the docks. So, yeah, like sort of one one route job. Mm. Well, they they definitely had it all well planned, didn't they? Yeah, no, they definitely did plan it. And I think how... um, trying to remember how they um ended up getting caught bear with me Um, the the first time um he got caught um he only got six months because he it wasn't necessarily illegal to steal bodies in those days yeah um the only time that you got into trouble was if you took the corpse's clothes as well because it's possessions. Yeah. Um, right. But, um, yeah, he's that when he got arrested the first time and was sentenced to six months, his court mm. costs were paid by the surgeons. Oh. So they obviously <laughs> wanted to him to carry on well, and obviously yeah. provide them, yeah. Because, but, um, yeah, because I think at that time they could only, they could only dissect bodies that were criminals, weren't, mm. couldn't they, that obviously... Couldn't have a proper burial, um, yeah. and they yeah. just weren't getting enough bodies. So that's no. probably why the body snatching started or resurrection. We're resurrectionists because, mm. um, but they used to get about twelve guineas per body, which so, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's a lot of money, but it sounds it. Yeah, no, I I haven't got the sort of concept on how much it would have been, but I imagine no. they probably would have paid a lot for it. And yeah. I think from what I've sort of read about Burke and Hare as well, I think that was one of the main factors that kept them going was the money for it and how they sort of, they was able to live that sort of lavish lifestyle. Mm, oh, definitely. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, <coughs> when, when he was in prison, the um, surgeons also made sure that his wife didn't go without anything. Oh. Um, so you know if she needed food or whatever she could go to the surgeons and they'd probably give her some money yeah so they were obviously well looked after then and yeah um, well he was he ended up being transported to australia didn't he in the end because he'd nicked some clothes (laughs) oh so it was clothes that were the downfall yeah he done he came out of prison and literally started again um oh so like yeah uh, but um, it was because he, he got transported because he'd taken the clothes as well. Maybe he got disturbed or, um, yeah, maybe. you know, he just needed to get out of the way quick. Yeah. Um, so he just took the whole thing and that, that's when he ended up getting into trouble. It was the downfall. Mm. Uh, but realistically, like as much as it's not, the thought of it isn't nice either, no. like when you think that they're digging the graves up. But oh, it was obviously needed, like they needed to sort of be able to experiment and all the surgeons, obviously, um, to sort of be able to explore and examine the human body. So, you, well, yeah. Apparently that Sir Astley Cooper that Form would sell his bodies to, um, using the bodies that Vaughan had got for him, he was able to perfect the practice 
of tying um, aortas up to stop aneurysms. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, so realistically, yeah. it's sort of like, it's, it's not nice, but there's that silver yeah. lining of the breakthrough of what he's discovered. Yeah. I mean, mm. I don't know if you've ever seen um, graves where they've got, like, iron railings around them and things like that. I think... I only on photos, I haven't actually seen any in person. I think a lot of those were put in place so that the corpse didn't get stolen. Um, oh, yeah. And they also had night watchmen who used to watch over the cemeteries, but I suppose yeah. they could be bought, couldn't they? Well, yeah, exactly. I suppose anyone can be brought for a certain price for things. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah well, it's funny you said that about the cages because... <laughs> I weren't sure as well if, um, I know it sounds silly, but there was sort of the vampire craze as mm. well, weren't there? And oh, I was, yeah. I, yeah, I thought if, maybe if that was linked, but... Could well mm. be. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could be a mixture of the two, really, couldn't it? Because it was all yeah. about the same time, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Do uh, you think, so is that why, because um, Sir Astley Cooper, who was a surgeon, he's got a statue, hasn't he? I think in Norwich or in the, in the cathedral. Um, right, okay. So, yeah, I wonder if obviously he's been commemorated because of his contributions to medical oh, science. probably, but, yeah. But I thought, um, yeah, I wonder if they put the backstory on, though, that obviously he paid for the... Body Probably snatching. not. <laughs> mm, it's an interesting mm. one, isn't it? We'll, we'll have to go over and find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll add our own little memo to her. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. But, um, well, I the, think the, the doctors, you know, because they were so, you know, well up, you know, placed mm -hmm. and well off and part of the um, establishment. It was like they would turn a blind eye to them. Um, yeah. Whereas the the normal people who were actually stealing the bodies were the ones that got into trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's power, class, and money again into it. It's oh, finest. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. We could do a oh. whole new podcast on that one. <laughs> we could. <laughs> we, we could be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself another cup of tea. We're on a rent. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Saying that, my coffee's gone cold. I just went to have oh, some. So... I was like, no, I'll wait. <laughs> oh, I drank my tea. Oh, you had the right I, idea. I can't have, can't have them going cold. Oh, no, no. I don't, can't drink cold tea either. But um, no. I think the last, yeah, the last event that we're going to talk about um, that happened in Yarmouth is definitely the most saddest one. So, um yeah, I think it's definitely the most well-known one as well, like sort of definitely locally and maybe more further afield. It seems yeah. a lot more people sort of have heard about this, which is um, the Great Yarmouth Suspension Bridge disaster of 1845. Um, but yeah, so the sort of backstory was that Yarmouth Sus Suspension Bridge spanned the River Bure at Great Yarmouth, from 1829 until its collapse in 1845. So the bridge was widened in 1832 and this had not been anticipated by the original design. Um, on the 2nd of May, the bridge collapsed under 
a load from a crowd who had gathered to watch a circus stunt on the river. And yeah, yeah I think it was around 79 people, mainly children that were um, died. Yeah. But I think they most, were, t- sorry, go on, Judy. Most, most of the victims were under 13. Yeah. So, but yeah, I suppose not say it makes sense, but, they would you would have thought there'd be a lot of children and families there because they were gathered to see the circus act yeah. that was going on, which was um so it was a clown. I'm just trying to find his name. Um but I know the clown was doing a trick, I think, with some geese in a bathtub. Yeah, um yeah, he was um yeah. His name was Arthur Nelson. Ah, uh, okay, Arthur Nelson. I was oh. thinking of a clown name. <laughs> Yeah, he's he was from Cook Circus. Right. Um but yeah, I mean apparently the people on the bridge was there were like about three hundred people on there. Um oh. so, you know, and probably another two or three hundred people on the sides the banks of the river. So yeah. there was a lot of people there, I should imagine. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I reckon it would have caused and you wouldn't ex- well I'm not sure if obviously they anticipated that many people crowded round, which would have yeah. then been the weight on the bridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think they said it was the the eye bars or the iron yeah. eye bars, um, and the suspension chain had failed, mm. and I think it just gave way. Well, I think uh, one one of those um, eye bars failed, um, and no one really took any notice of it. And then right. the second one failed, and that's when the whole bridge went over. Right. Um, so, but apparently it wasn't welded properly or something. But, uh, but so, like you yeah. say, widening the bridge as well would probably put more um, pressure and weight on mm-hmm. it than it was designed for. Mm-hmm. So they should have, um, you know maybe check yeah no well i know they said (laughs) when um when they redesigned the bridge as well um i think the the person that or had funded it he didn't actually go and check on the building and didn't check on how it was coming along i think the first time that they said that he'd actually gone over to see the structure and to see um obviously the quality was when it was finished and yeah. nobody sort of questioned it yeah well he was probably um you know just checking to make sure that his design had been followed and yeah. all that sort yeah. of stuff he wasn't really that worried about like the little tiny nitty-gritty bits of it no, well, if you, I think if you employ someone, or like, well, not someone, but he would have employed obviously firms of people to go do the work there, then yeah, yeah I suppose you sort of, when you see it as a structure and you see that that's your design, then yeah, you're going to go with it. Like you said, you're not going to then go over the fine pieces with like every little nook and cranny, are you? He probably quickly looked at it and then remembered that he had dinner with the mayor booked. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a pint, pint of beer waiting for him. <laughs> so, so it was like, oh, well done, chaps. And then yeah. uh, went off for his lunch. Yeah. 
I suppose it's not like it's it's definitely not an event you're ever gonna foretell to happen. So no. yeah, no, it was a definite not. like unfortunate bad luck. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it was um, just the sheer weight of people on there. Probably, if they mm. hadn't been on there, it may have lasted a few more years. But the fact that yeah. probably they were all on one side and all leaning over the edge to see the well, crowd. exactly. And before yeah. it's widened as well, like you said, well, like we were saying earlier, I mean, it's then been widened, so it's then going to be held, holding an extra three times the weight of what it's used mm -hmm. to. And, yeah, I don't know if they change much of the structure other than widening it and just sort of, you know, supporting the defences of widening it and not the weight, so... Probably not. I mean, they yeah. probably did it with the least amount of um, materials so it didn't cost too much money. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it was probably a, as soon as we can get it done, the quick, you know, the better, because obviously people were using it. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the memorial stone down there? I have. I yeah. Um, there's a lady up the that has her business up the beach. Um, right. I'll say her name only because I know she does a lot for the community and she like for the memorial and stuff. That was Julie Staff, right. and she right. basically yeah she raised I think alongside her um, deck chairs on the beach. She mm. was like telling locals and holiday makers the story behind the bridge, and she was asking people to donate for the. Um, for the uh, memorial stone, and she done oh. that. Oh, so it's not a, a an old thing then. No, I think she. Are you one about the one on on the actual site? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a newer one. Um, because there's oh. also I think she done one in Cobham as well. All right. Yeah, there's a few little spots. Um, but then because I know you've seen them as well. There's. Um, original gravestones um, mm. in the churchyard. Yes. I'm not sure. Is there in, a memorial in, in the churchyard? I haven't seen it, but then we only went in there um, yeah. to find the little boy that died. Um, he was um, nine years was old. Joseph George Bello. Bello. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was on the bridge with his mum and oh. he got killed. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. just as you go in the gates of St Nicholas's on the right-hand side, as you saw, right. as the, um, there's a metal fence and it's as it curves around the corner, George's grave yeah. is just there. There's, the suspension bridge is engraved on his, on his headstone. Yeah, yeah. I know where you mean. I do know where mm. you mean. Well, to be fair, I think, obviously, if people, when people listen... Um, and obviously, please feel free to leave comments and stuff and questions or um, add any information to like what me and Julie are saying. But hopefully um, you might get, we might get some more info on some original memorials or on the lady that done the memorials and stuff, because I'm not 100 percent sure on that one, Julie. Yeah, OK. Yeah. I mean, I thought because we went past it yesterday um, mm. and Paul pointed it out. I thought it had been there since it happened. 
I don't think so. I'm pretty, oh. yeah, because I know, yeah, I know um, that that lady that wasn't that weren't that long ago. Like it was pretty recent, mm. or not mm. not like recent recent, but not yeah. It wasn't a long happened. time ago when the event happened. I'm sure oh, of it no, though, but okay. don't, yeah, not hundred percent. Yeah, I don't think if she's selling deck chairs, she was around in 1845. No, <laughs> no she definitely, <laughs> she definitely weren't about then. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just don't know if if maybe she's restored it or mm. if she made or if she actually put the memorial there. Yeah. I need to go down and have a proper look at it because we were driving past at the time. Um, yeah. And, and, I mean, it did look quite new. But then, yeah. um, as you say, she, there may have been a memorial there and she just updated it. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you've got the... They do that in the cemetery, don't they? In St Nick's, they you have the friends group that go into the um, into the cemetery and they sort of preserve the gravestones and mm. stuff. So, well, the one that um, is on George Bellows' grave, mm. it looked very fresh. So maybe there I'm is someone. I'm pretty sure they done that one. Yeah, yeah, maybe somebody because um, it looked like the letters had been painted recently. So. Yeah. Maybe there's a group in Yarmouth that deals with the memorials of the suspension bridge victims and they yeah, go around maybe. and keep them fresh or so. I don't know. Um, maybe, yeah. Um, well, after this, I'll, I'll send you the... Um the friends link because i think i think they're called friends but they they're a community of people um i think it's run by paul davies who um he is very he's connected with the church and he's an author oh, as well and he oh, does um he's done a really good book on the actual graveyard and he's basically he's numbered the graves and he's given oh you um a backstory of like some of the people that were buried there he's also oh, wow. restored and pictured all of the um gravestones you can borrow the i've i've got the booklet i wasn't i missed out on buying the full version of the book uh, and okay. he's a really nice man if you contact him he, although you can't buy the full version of his books anymore he oh. will point you to where you can buy the um just the standard book like sort of uh the standard book of it but it's yeah. so interesting it's definitely worth a buy oh definitely yeah 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 but i'll, I'll lend it to you if you want julie anyway okay these, these books that are going backwards and forwards <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> we'll have to keep a tally and catalogue of them oh i've lost track already you, you, <laughs> i don't know I've what got books you've got yeah. I've got a few. I've got. I'll tell you after this what I've got. Actually, you've reminded me. Yeah, because <laughs> oh. you want to borrow the little book of Norwich, Norfolk, when I yeah, the, uh, the Neil story. Yeah. yeah. Yes, please. That would be yeah. great. I'm going to give you the forty um forty elephants book as well. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's um that's a wrap for me um on obviously the the dark past of Yarmouth. I don't know if you've got anything to add, Julie. No, but I'd love to hear you know if other people have got um 
anything else to add to it because obviously not being a local I don't know as much about all this as you do so if anyone else knows any information that would be great yeah Um, no definitely I second that oh and just before we go like you mentioned earlier um the museum I don't know if you just want to quickly plug it oh yeah um apparently I don't know if it's going to open again after lockdown but there's um on 12 what um white horse plane down northgate street there's a body snatchers museum mm. um it's near row six obviously which is the body snatchers row and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully they'll open again up after lockdown and we'll all pile down there and annoy them <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> yeah. and that but, must yeah. be a Definitely a hidden gem because oh, I wasn't, yeah. yeah, when you said it to me, I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that. So, mm, yeah, we'd love yeah. to hear if anyone's been down there as well. Yeah, definitely. And we need to but, get yeah. Vicky to the Toll House because she's not been. No, um, no, I want to get down there. Yeah, that's and very the interesting. House. And the what? There's a museum, um, the Row House. So it's an original um, house that was obviously mm. in the rows and you can go in there and have a look and oh. see sort of what it would have been like. Oh, we, we're never going to be at home when this lockdown finishes. I know. Constantly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, they're at another museum. I know. It's oh, all fun, yeah. though. I, like, yeah, no, I can't wait to get out and start going to places like that. I oh, think it's going to be really enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I've really enjoyed this chat. Me too, Julie. A pleasure as always. And obviously, thanks to everyone as well that um, tunes in and listens. But yeah, thanks, Julie. And I hope you have a good night, whatever you're doing tonight. Eating pork chops. Oh, lovely. Oh, don't say that. I need to go cook dinner now. Right. Get the kids to do it. Oh, that'll be fun. I need an edible. (laughs) No, I'm joking. They really, they they enjoy cooking, to be fair. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, right, I'll love you and leave you all. So yeah, have a good week and speak to you soon. Uh, take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye-bye.